green light. Or should I say red light? As in red light district. As in we watched All Girl of Cthulhu. We're at the movies this week. I'm your host. Oh, here with my partner, Lo. In our independent features season. We are just blowing through. It feels like it's been no time at all, and we're approaching kind of the end of the... We've got like four, maybe four more episodes. Five, I think. Isn't, isn't this the fifth one? This was six. I think this is six. Um, we I just held up a, a Blu-ray DVD copy courtesy of Camp Motion Pictures. Can't recommend it more. Go pick it up if you enjoy the film or if you're curious. I think it was relatively cheap. Um, but this is another film uh, after... It's actually the film after WNUF Halloween special made by director Chris LaMartina. Uh, we enjoy WNUF Halloween special. Our listeners have enjoyed that episode. One of our highest, uh, one of our most listened to episodes, which is very cool. Which is nice because Thank I you. really enjoyed that. So I'm glad that our viewers like it. And also too, you can't forget, written by none other than Jimmy George. Absolutely. Well. Uh, what a team. And uh, there is a, a more recent film. Uh, titled um what you see next will scare you we double check here brain's still booting up uh what happens next will scare you um that one we would have watched but it is still in post um but i believe that if you are interested and you like these films, I think that Kickstarter is still up and you can still get a DVD of that if you'd like to. Um, you can definitely also go donate to the WNUF Halloween Special 2 fund me. Please, um, please, please go. If you have extra money and you're able to support these independent films, please, please, please. We need more people to support these films because these are the kind of films that are going to carry film making into the future of where we're going so please 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 if you can support your local film makers yeah we talked about this um as we were watching the film which we watched together because you were at my house to film mm -hmm. and uh we agreed i don't know that this is necessarily both of our favorite of the season but in terms of independent filmmaking we talked about blue ruin and how there's a difference between a movie with you know, yeah a million dollar budget and a movie with a $5,000 budget. And I really think, you know, one of the most interesting aspects of this movie that we talked about right away, I've always noticed this and I never knew how to put it into words, but you did perfectly. You said there's like something about some of these independent movies that just don't look exactly like a movie does. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know what that is either. We talked about, is it the, you know, color grading is it something that has to do with post you know is it the is it the tech they're using and i don't really know but what i will say is as this film went on and noticed that less because the story was good and the characters were fleshed out and uh the movie was paced well there yeah. things happen you know it wasn't boring or anything so I, I with a good story you can go pretty far you know yeah, the story definitely carried. I noticed, you know, it's definitely something that, and this is in the words of you, that some some of the faults of independent films or like when you have a low a budget, 
if if you have a good story, they're masked like perfectly. And this is the case uh, for this film. You know, that was something that I uh, that I mentioned offhandedly to you. I said, you know what? Sometimes like an independent film. And even this is like, because we were talking about our films and stuff. We're like, they just don't look like a film. And I think that's because we're so used to as viewers going and seeing this like specific color grading with films where it looks real, but like you still seem like you're not in, like you're in a different place where this one felt like you were there, like with them. Like that looked like real. So it's it's kind of like, you know, movies that you see, you're so used to seeing things that are polished that a lot of movies it's it goes both ways they can almost skirt away with having story issues because you're like oh but this is a real movie you know like look mm -hmm. and whereas this a movie like this almost charming because it has it has to succeed on other levels in order to kind of prove itself yeah as a as a film um but i think we agree on this um succeeds I, I really, really enjoy this movie. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I'm still thinking I would... I don't really think that we can compare this to Bluewood Ruin. You can, but they had a lot more to work with uh, than this team. So I think with that being said, I am going to give this one my top spot for now. I mean, this is number six. We got four more for the rest of the season, but this is definitely going to get my top spot for this season so far, uh, but that might change. It's just, you can't... You can't fault this movie. I mean, it's just, it was funny at times. Uh, the characters were unbelievable. The story was fun. Uh, so I just, it's like kind of like the same yeah. thing I said with WNUF. You end up feeling good afterwards, which is great. It's very cool to see this team uh, because there are some returning players as well, some returning actors and actresses, um, uh, particularly uh, Nicolette LaFay. Shows back up as uh, Erica Zahn in this. Um, she played Veronica in WNUF Halloween special. And there are a few others. There are some cameos. Um, but it's so cool to see them go from WNUF, which felt like felt like a masterwork for its limitations. For a movie that was made for $1,000, that explicitly looks like a VHS tape in order to make its world more real. And that's such a smart move it was so cool to see them tackle like a traditional narrative um and as joe bob briggs would say this year is your classic story of a, of a virgin who hires a call girl with a uh a the mark of cthulhu on her bottom that uh <laughs> both a cult that is out to trigger the apocalypse as well as a group of guess i'm gonna call them witches or, or something warrior women that are trying to stop it from happening so everyone is after this call girl including our main character uh carter who is just a sweet boy looking to looking to find love uh and he's got he's gotten wrapped up with the with the unfortunate uh call girl of cthulhu um it's funny it's there are references to lovecraft stuff in it uh i feel like there's not I don't know that there's like a, a ton of really major like HP Lovecraft adaptations out there. Um, so like to see an independent movie, try to tackle it is pretty interesting. And to see them spin it with some comedy is a lot of fun. So you both like the story of this movie, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, I also really love the practical effects in this. Uh, it feels like everything about this movie is charmingly, 
local i don't know if that's the right word charming it's it's independent aspects are almost its most charming the music isn't you know it's, it's it feels like music that was made for the movie uh it feels like music that was maybe even sourced from like local bands or something the practical effects are fun and not like in a distracting way they are definitely low budget but it's kind of watch it and it's it doesn't take you out of it. it it makes you just think like oh like i bet they had so much fun coming up with the effects for this you know i have to say one thing on uh, the effects um they're almost better than some films with a higher budget like these practical effects were well done like especially the tentacles those were very realistic i don't know how they how they went about doing it with the movement and everything but kudos to them because that's one thing that and obviously this is probably where i would say probably like 80 percent of the budget went to is making sure these effects actually like were good um but yeah no that's one of my favorite parts of this film so you're saying that i just got to be clear because you did say that they looked very realistic so you've you've dealt with cthulhu before yeah i've seen them firsthand they were they were almost if you actually from uh, my memory they if i couldn't honestly tell a lot of the difference they were spot on the tentacles and everything interesting how is he is just like a guy like is he like uh you know is he fun to hang out with is he difficult to work with well how would you describe him so like Cthulhu's kind of a dick. I mean, he's, you know, a conqueror of world. Ego. So yeah, it's, it's right. like, it's kind of big. Uh, I would say now though, he's had time to grow. So now in 20, you know, you can, the year 2020, 21, he's kind of eased back a little bit. Uh, he's kind of getting more progressive with his kind of world on destroying. So he's kind of looking at more of like how it affects the people of the planets. Uh, so he's doing a really good job. Right. His Twitter apology really did go a long way. It yeah, seems like his Twitter, his Twitter apology really carried him. That was um, me. I actually wrote that for him. Oh wow! Yeah. So you've been moonlighting as Cthulhu's like publicist mm-hmm. manager. Yeah, it's pretty much. I mean, there we did have a team of ten of ten people, but obviously, you know, he gets really upset, so he killed nine of them, and I was just the one that was left, and he realized like, hey, he's all I got. Wow. Mm-hmm. Are you ever worried that he's gonna like kill you too? No, no, we got a pretty good deal. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm happy for you, but mm-hmm. I'm happy for your job prospects. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. They have fun with the effects, too. It's not uh, because it's a comedy horror film. There is uh, quite a bit of nudity in this film. And I would say almost um, a masterclass in terms of writing nudity in that is legitimately uh, a part of the story. Because it is obviously based on, um, you know, this escort group, um, and you've got these people that are searching for this birthmark that is located on her ass. So there is a good amount of nudity, um, but it also leads to some amazing, like, effects moments. Um, the porn actress that comes out of his computer with angry uh, <laughs> monster That uh, was nipples. so weird. The monster nipple monster scene was breasts. so weird. So weird. That was very cool. Um, penis monster was amazing. Oh, I forgot Rick about the penis, dick. penis monster. Yeah. Rick the dick. Very funny. Uh, this character that is like a, it's like a hung guy, I guess, that is like kind of an asshole. But uh, he has some kind of curse put on him and his penis becomes this this monster. Um, good stuff all around. 
good stuff all around. Um, even the acting, I feel like, is, again, one of those things where it's like, maybe there are some parts that you can see through the woodwork a little bit, but oh, it almost works almost works to the movie's charm. Mm-hmm. You, you, genuinely, these are these movies that I love that feel like you can, it feels like a group of friends getting together to to make something. And the fact that they chose to make something so weird together, the fact that you could make a script like this and get local community actors to be like, yeah, I'll be in your weird Cthulhu comedy horror film. I mean, that rules, you I, know? I brought it up to you when we were watching this. I said, it kind of feels like they went to their local strip club and was like, hey, does anybody want to be in a movie? And the girls were like, hell yeah, we do. Like with how much nudity was in there. Right. I was like, damn, that's a yeah, lot. Yeah, for sure. It was, uh, there was more, there was, there was a few things about this that I didn't remember, uh, that we went upon rewatch, but, um, it does, and it does get a little bit also, sorry, one more thing about the effects, the, uh, the cult members, the Cthulhu worshipers with the tentacle mouths, uh, that they, that are made from like, Maybe like a fabric shreds or yeah. something. Um, very, very intuitive use, I would say, of material to to come up with like a design, like a costume design. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, I had something else I was gonna say. Sorry, you might have to cut this. Um, it does get. I think a, the only knock against it, I would say, is that. There are some moments where it gets maybe a little bit convoluted where you don't quite know who these people are that are trying to stop the apocalypse like yeah. that. One maybe just and this is like the most minor complaint because the movie is a joy to watch um really and like this is like nothing that during watching is going to ruin it for you but in retrospect it is maybe just you're kind of like trying to figure out, okay, so like what's the motivation here? Obviously, it's the world not ending, but it's like, who are these people? Where did they come from? Yeah. Um, kind of just a weird part of that world. But you also have eyes in gas masks, like neon gas masks with pacifiers. Uh, dreads. Yeah, pacifiers getting their heads exploded by experimental music. That's very funny. The music, the fact that his roommate's music is so unlistenable that it is <laughs> the only thing that will, uh, you know, destroy the yeah Thulu soldiers. Yeah, I do. I guess like like a couple of questions are the difference. Like, so there was the like the mob or the people that kind of like were infected or kind of brainwashed, and then there was like the lackeys, which were like his bodyguards, and then there was the Cthulhu. Like squid people. Yeah. So I didn't really understand, like, why are they different? Like, how did they, like, how did they? They don't all really serve a purpose. Yeah, you know? just like, kind of just like, who, I was like, why is, like, one group, this brainwashed mob, why is one group, like, metal babies, yeah. and, like, the other one is just squid people? I was like, I was like, who are they and why are they here? That's my only thing that I wish I knew more about. Maybe, uh, who knows, maybe someday in the spirit of WNUF, you. Maybe we can get a call girl of Cthulhu too. That'll go John Wick too. Just totally focus on those Cthulhu uh, lackeys and give us give us their story. Let us know what's going on there. I'm just doing a quick search to see if this is streaming anywhere, um, or if it's even available for rent anywhere. Because this was one that we watched on Blu-ray. I'm sure that you can find 
somebody's got it online. Um, but it does look like you can rent this on Amazon for two ninety nine, um, or purchase it for eight ninety nine if you want a digital copy. Again, I think that I got this Blu-ray DVD for probably under fifteen bucks, ten to fifteen bucks. Um, I don't think that you'll regret it, especially if you're a WNUF Halloween fan. If you haven't seen this, don't you don't need to rent it. Just go out and get a copy. It's definitely worth your time. Um, you're gonna have a good time. It's genuinely funny, and uh, I think there's I don't know how you feel about this. I don't know if we've even really talked about this. Uh, I love horror comedy. I love like the melding of two genres that I grew up on and and love and enjoy. I'm a big horror head, but uh, I think growing up, I was way more of a comedy person. And now these days, you and I are writing sketches and we're coming up with, we're trying to come up with original ideas for films and different things. And, you know, it's hard writing comedy. Like it, it, being naturally funny or charismatic is one thing. Writing jokes is difficult and we've run into that first handwriting sketches and i think that to be able to pull off a, a horror comedy a movie that makes you laugh but also has these supernatural or out there elements uh it really is like a, a feat uh it's a feat it's a yeah. weird enough thing again to even get people on board with you to write something this unique to present it to people without worrying about them being like oh there's sure there's a lot of nudity in this or something, you know, uh, to get people on board with you, that's a talent in itself. Yeah. And, I think, uh, it, I think this might be a hot take, but I think it's, it's harder to write comedy within in the realm of, because like a, of what you said and B you, you're never quite sure on how your actors are going to deliver what you thought was funny, just because you think something's funny and you may deliver it away doesn't necessarily mean that's always going to translate when it comes time for the performance. So as a writer, like that's got to be hard to like figure out like, okay, well I think that this bit lands, but then as they're acting it, you're like, ah, those two characters don't really have that up relationship. So this line doesn't make sense. It's almost cringy. So that's where directing comes in. And that's where this movie sells where other movies wouldn't, I think is, mm -hmm. is that the, the actors do land the lines, the jokes land, um honestly just a joy to watch um i off the top of my head this might be in my top spot as well i don't know that it's the best movie we've watched all season but i do think it's probably the most fun that i've had all season and that goes a long way for me um so i think if you're looking for an independent film to watch something if i was going to boil it down i'll put it this way if i was going to boil this down for someone that wanted to watch one independent film I would prove to them it is possible to make a good story and a good film uh, with a low budget. I think this is the movie that does the trick. Yeah, I kind of wish, like, not wish, because I know there's there's tons. And as, like, time goes on, there's going to be more and more, especially when we start being able to really get our stuff out, out there more. Um, I really hope people don't shy away from making your own film. And that's one thing that we're trying to do is prove... It's not really proved because it's been proven, but we're trying to show too to maybe like the kind of area that we're in that it is possible to make films and to produce your own content, not in Hollywood or New York City or 
these like big filming destinations or what you thought of maybe like Hollywood versus old Hollywood, stuff like that. And I hope, and I hope that movies like this movie really inspire not only like our, our generation, but the generation that comes after us to really like be be like, Oh, I can do this with a couple of friends and maybe even an iPhone now to really like go out and get it. Like, don't ever feel like you can't make a movie and Hey, it might freaking suck. But that's okay. You'll learn for your second one. So, a huge discussion that we've had with, I mean, putting our first stuff online, you know, and and the the amount that we've grown, um, is just this idea that if you don't start, you can't get better. So you kind of do have to be prepared to fail, but you will fail up because you will figure out pretty quickly what works writing wise, what doesn't, what works camera wise, what doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Please watch stuff like this. I mean, like, I don't want to beg people to watch our stuff, but it is kind of this thing of, like, this reminds me of what we're trying to do. Watch something like this because it was made in Maryland. Watch something that we make, hopefully, in the future because it was made in Erie or Pittsburgh, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't have to be in one of these landmark cities to uh, to make a film. You know, and, and shout this, out to people chasing is... the dream out there, but it's just, you know, it's not for the majority of us that want to follow this dream, you know? Sure. Yep. Two different ways to go about it. Um, but all that being said, Chris LaMartina and Jimmy George and, and the rest of their team, the rest of their crew, uh, common actors coming back. Um, you guys are crushing it. You make movies that I hope to, I hope to make a movie someday that is half as good as WNUF Halloween special, uh, half as fun or, or welcoming or charming. Um, so thank you for making these. Um, great work. Continue that work uh, for people out there. WNUF Halloween Special is now streaming on Shutter. Call Girl of Cthulhu is available for rent on Amazon for two ninety nine. Um, and like I said, I believe the Kickstarter for What Happens Next Will Scare You is still up. If you'd like to get a DVD copy of that, I saw it. It's a great film. It's in the spirit of WNUF. Um, definitely donate there and donate to the WNUF Halloween Special to go fund me uh and if you have any money left over after you're spending it on those la martina projects go over to our patreon join our current patrons jimmy you got those names handy jay Irvin and dylan painter we love thank you. you guys so much uh we really appreciate it and if you want to join them less than a cup of coffee a month you get exclusive access to our discord where we watch these movies every week Two watch parties a week, uh, we sync up. You can watch the movies with us. We can talk about them in real time. Um, we would love to have some more company in there. And uh, we hope that you've been enjoying the season so far as much as we have been. Certainly a unique one. Um, and oh. all right. We got a movie that I don't know <laughs> anything about. Okay. I picked it based on its... Um, Based on its, uh, I was looking up best independent features of the past 10 years, and I don't even remember what the premise was uh, when I picked it, but the film is called Butter on the Latch. It is an ex- a 2013 experimental psychological thriller and drama written and directed by Josephine Decker. Uh, it tells the story of Sarah and Isold attending a Balkan music camp. The eroding friendship between them and the budding romance between Sarah and a male camper. So, um, this is. Sorry, guys. 
you flying can, by the seat of my pants here. I got it. You can watch it on Amazon Prime and Apple TV for three ninety nine. Those are the only two places that you would be able to watch this film. Thank you. And I have not seen a trailer. I have not seen anything about this. Um, so I'm actually very curious and excited to see what we're getting ourselves into. I think I'm going to go into this one totally blind. I don't think I'm going to watch any trailer or anything. I'm just going to come into it. So that'll be next week's episode. Um, until then, if you're enjoying the show, let us know. Let us know what you'd like to see on the show. We'll probably go back to directors for a season and then go back to doing maybe a, a unique one-off season and, and kind of oscillating between the two. So if there's a certain movie or director you want to see covered, please let us know. Um, otherwise, that, that about does it for me. Definitely go see Call Girl of Cthulhu. Yeah, that's all I have. Excellent movie once again uh, from Chris and Jimmy. So thank you so much for making these films that I have learned to love from Aaron. So thank you. I just realized I do think that it is a little bit of a conflict of interest that we gave this such a positive review when you know Cthulhu. Think, hey. I mean, you're his publicist. Yeah. That's like a big... I think we might just have to scrap this whole thing. We might, but he also said if we don't put this out, he's going to kill you and smash your house. So, oh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Decisions, decisions. Well, he's, I guess you guys will know what happened. He's right uh, behind when you. The, whether this come, he's coming through your fireplace. And scene. Let's go ahead and, and get film core to put in some tentacles there, and we'll uh, pull <laughs> me through the fireplace. Throughout. Should be easy. All right, everybody. You have a great <laughs> Thank night. Thank you, guys. Thank you for watching at the movies. We'll see you next week.